Thanks for joining us today for this special Retail Innovation Conference edition of the Women's Retail Collective. Today, I am joined by Vitamin Shop CEO, Sharon Lighty, and this is absolutely a treat for me because Sharon, whether you know it or not, I've been a, a huge follower of yours for quite a long time. Um, and this is, this is really exciting to have you on the show. So thank you so much for doing this with us today. Well, thanks for having me, Anne. I really appreciate it. Well, let's start with you. I want to hear about the background. Tell us how you got into retail in the first place, Sharon. Well, to be quite honest, um, I needed a job in college uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I fell into it uh, to be you know, fully transparent. Yeah. And I worked for, um, I would say my first real retail job was with uh, Express um, okay. back, back in the day. Yeah. And uh, grateful that Express is still around. Uh, and I fell in love with helping customers, um, leading teams. And I loved the fashion industry and how it could make people feel when you helped them with a great outfit. And I'd be lying if I didn't say I loved the discount. Because oh, you know, sure. when, you're, when you're a college student and you're trying to you know, stay up to date on trends, it's nice to have a 40 to 50% discount. So yes. I, I used it a lot. Um, but uh, really, it was so much about the customer aspect. I've always been a huge customer advocate. I just love working with customers. And I've always um, enjoyed working with others and leading others and leading teams. And I loved getting results. So there was a bit of a part of a part of retail is also a com- there's a competitive nature, I think, for Absolutely. those that are in our business and about uh, staying on top of trends and and making sure that you're really building and driving the business. And I just really fell in love with it and enjoyed it very much. Well, and like you said, I think there's there's some instant gratification being part of retail, whether you're Absolutely. an associate on the you know on the ground in the stores or you're in the headquarters. I mean, yep. you you see that response right away from your customers, and and I I agree. I mean, it's it's really the feeling that you get from helping somebody feel good, especially in an outfit, is is it transforms them, you know, and and so. And- and the oh, other thing I yeah, and the other thing I love about our business is that you get to do a lot of things. So when you're you know you, in in our industry, you know I've always said kind of I'm a jack of all trades and a master of none because you know someday you're hiring people, someday you're doing merchandising, some days you're marketing, some days it, it's it's a constant change, and I love the change and the speed uh, uh, and the acceleration of the industry. And so part of a big part of it is, is, you know, just how the industry operates and the constant change in the industry. And I just fell in love with it and still do. So how did you end up at the vitamin shop? Kind of, can you take us through that journey a little bit? Yeah. So, um, I was very fortunate that the chairman of the board at the vitamin shop was somebody that I used to work with and it was a mentor of mine. And when the opportunity became available, he called me to uh, see if I'd be interested in helping him with the turnaround. And we had you know, done it before and, um, really enjoyed working together. And it was great to have somebody that I knew, um, as the chairman of the board, especially as, in, as a first time public company CEO, and uh, so that was certainly um, uh, a hook, if you will, right. in terms of getting me to the vitamin shop. But, you know, in any company I come to work for, a big part of it is the history that you do and kind of understanding kind of how the business came to be and, and understanding the financial performance and looking at what's possible, shopping it as a consumer, understanding kind of where it could go. And what I 
loved about the opportunity at the vitamin shop was the opportunity to demystify the experience because I find the category Hmm. very complicated, especially for people that don't know it. And when you think about the millions and millions, billions of people that you could help in this industry, um, I saw it as a tremendous opportunity. So the vitamin shop since 1977 has been a wonderful place for people to come and, and, and sell products but it was really a place that just had a lot of skews and it and what did it really stand for and i in in the in, and we talked a little bit earlier Anne, about your um engagement in gyms and fitness and things of mm-hmm. that nature and you know the opportunity to truly help people i think also when you get to a point in your career you also want to do good yes and i wanted to have the opportunity to not only run and build a successful business but be part of this changing landscape about health and wellness and helping people um, truly be their, the best version of themselves, but how they define it. Uh, you know, our industry is very personal and everyone that comes into a vitamin shop store, they're all on their own journey, whether it's for themselves, whether it's for a family member, um, you know, whether they're helping parents, whether they're helping their kids, whatever it is. Uh, everybody has a very personal story and I found it a great opportunity to really stand for something, not only in uh, this space, but also in the retail industry and uh, bring health and wellness to everyone. Sharon, I'm curious when you, like, as you went through your career and I think you've outlined some very important values that you looked for in kind of finding this career or sorry, this position that you're in uh, with the vitamin shop, are there things that you like personally when you're considering a new career that you kind of use as a rubric for whether or not you are going to go forward with that? You mentioned some things like financial performance and experience in, in the store or in the environment and values of the company. Are there things that you really use as your kind of North star for deciding whether or not it's a position you want to move forward with? Absolutely. Values. Okay. Um, I had an experience uh, at one point in my career where I went for the role and because it had the fancy title and um, it would definitely have uh, helped me aspire to continuing to move up the, you know, in progression in my career, but my values and their values weren't aligned. And so there was this misalignment and it was, it was quite frankly, it was uncomfortable And what I saw at the vitamin shop was a place where we have this amazing, amazing population of associates. We call them health enthusiasts who do really care about the people that they help. And they, and when you talk to our health enthusiasts, they really want to do great work. They really do care about making a difference in the customer's lives. Mm. And I think that that's at this point in my career, that becomes more and more important. So for me, values matters. Uh, and that's kind of table stakes. So, right. you know, is, is, are the values aligned with my own? And if they are, then, then you go to the next step and you look at what, what, what the possibilities are. But for me, it's, it's always about, is it true to my core? And uh, can I see myself there? For sure. For sure. Uh, what, as we think about this career that you've had and, and the decisions that you made to choose companies that you've been at throughout your career, are there some moments as you look across this timeline that really stand out to you that, um, you know, kind of defined the path that your career was going to take? Yeah. uh, Great question. I kind of look at my career in phases. So I would say that early on in my career, 
it was all about great retail fundamentals. I mean, I had a tremendous opportunity when you work for a company like L Brands, uh, you know, and it was before it was L Brands. It was truly, it was Express. It was limited stores. Um, and you, you have a, you, you grow up in that kind of um, environment where it's, it's moving very quickly. It's growing. Um, it's changing all the time. It's very forward. It, you know, at the time, it was very fashion forward. You have the opportunity to do that. And then you have an opportunity to work for a company like the Walt Disney Company. And I loved my time at Disney. It really taught me about great brands and customers, which we called guests, and the importance and value of the customer. It's also where I, I learned a lot about, and we talked a lot about the internal and external customer, and making sure our cast members really um, that we took care of our cast members so that they could deliver that great guest experience that the Disney organization up, upheld. And I learned a tremendous amount uh, when you think about, you know, L Brands and Disney and kind of what that sure. is. So that's kind of like, like for me, that was like such a great, such a great foundation. Um, and the opportunity to work for Gap Inc. You know, I worked for Gap Inc. at the early days of Old Navy uh, when Gap was, was doing some really, really great things. And so there was a wonderful, you know, foundation that was set. Um, then I had the opportunity to start um, transforming businesses and, and turnarounds and how we could evolve businesses. And, you know, that's where I had a great run at Pier One. Um, you know, we, you know, I was there through the financial collapse. I was there when our stock was in the sense at the time, and we rebounded from that. And it was a great way to kind of learn how you can take these great foundational principles and then apply them to transforming a business. And it's also where I learned a tremendous amount about the importance of digital because we were going through incredible mm. transformation around the importance of digital and what digital was going to do for the consumer experience. And then, you know, through that and learning as much as you can, always learning along the way, then being able to, you know, again, work for a great company like Godiva, who is a global company and was going through some transformation at that time. And again, a different kind of company because in my career, I've never been in one product category. Sure. I've done apparel, I've done consumer goods, I've done, you know, I've done Bath and Body Works. You got a chance, great chance to work at BBW during um, a huge growth spurt and, you know, chocolate and furniture and now vitamins, minerals and supplements, you know, so it's been really fun. But at, at the core of everything, it's always about the customer and being able to take all of that knowledge and that foundational information that you have and then apply it to where you are today. And, um, and so I feel very fortunate that I've had those opportunities um, throughout my career to apply to what I do today. Sharon, one other common thread that I hear throughout this too is that you've really been leading transformation and reimagining or pivoting a business potentially. That will likely be a key topic for this uh, this retail uh, innovation conference. Mm -hmm. What else do you think is going to be top of mind for people at this conference? Um, what have you experienced at Vitamin Shop that you're hoping to talk about with people next week? I think the uh, one of the biggest things is what does retail look like coming out of a pandemic? I mm -hmm. mean, if you think about this year and you think about, you know, here we are in October and you think about what started in January and February for us, I have almost thought of this year as each quarter was its own separate year because mm -hmm. each quarter and we our fiscal year starts in, in, in January. So it's actually a, a calendar year and each quarter has almost been its own set of circumstances. If you think about what January and March looked like, 
Right. And then what April, May, and June looks like and what July through, you know, September looks like. And then, you know, what does this holiday season look like for most retailers, starting with Prime Day, which is in October this right. year, you know, right. which I believe is going to be the start of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and, and how does, you know, the financial well-being of our country play into it with, you know, the stimulus Absolutely. being passed, not passed, what's going to happen over the right. next several weeks and so I, I do think that um, what will be very interesting and what I'm grappling with personally and with our organization is just what does 2021 look like? And, 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 <laughs> right. what does, and when you think about a lot of the acceleration that occurred this year, I mean, we did technology projects that normally would have had maybe a six-month timeline or you know, a longer timeline and accelerated them dramatically because, again, we needed to meet the customer where they were. So we knew that customers weren't going to shop in stores. We had a lot of stores closed. We had stores on, you know, shortened hours like many of your listeners uh, and many of the conference attendees were. So it it absolutely impacted. Everybody saw their, if they had an e-commerce business, their e-commerce business just, you know, just went through the roof. So what does that look like? And what does that look like for the people like us? that have a lot of brick and mortar stores. We have 750 stores across the United States. And what does that look like? Will people come out and shop? What does that mean for things, technology enhancements around real time, click and collect, or BOPUS as some people call it. What does that look like for curbside delivery? Um, how do you make sure that you can get product to the consumer when they want it and they, and they want it now? Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was you know, something we did with Instacart in the last you know, 30 to 45 days where we launched uh, an exclusive partnership with them. So because we can get the product to the customer faster than Amazon can by using an Instacart. I mean, literally, we have customers that will get their products in two to three hours and they never have to leave their home. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty in our business. And I think that um, it's important for retailers to really understand who they are at the core, uh, what they want to deliver for their customer experience. And again, how do they meet the customer where the customer is? Because the customer is not going to come to you because you really have to meet them where the customer is. And it's up to retailers to figure out how to do that. Well, and especially if you're selling a product that's promoting health and wellness when we're Absolutely. in the middle of a pandemic yeah. too, the, the access to those, some of those vitamins um, and other products, you know, when we're, we're facing a health crisis in, in a couple of hours seems like a very smart thing to do. I'm, I'm curious, Sharon, if you, if you were, you're, you're going to be speaking at this conference, but if you were kind of to put what you've learned, especially in the last six months, the transformations that you've made, and even like, I, I want to talk about too, the pilots that you did with LA Fitness um, earlier on pre-pandemic, if you were to kind of take what you've learned in this last we'll say year, year to six months to a year, or in your case, you know, using each quarter as a year, we'll say the last four years, maybe. Um, what would some of the key components of that, that class, that master class, be for you? Um, if you were, you know, going to share that with people who are, are in the middle of their retail careers right now? Well, the first thing I think that all retailers need to do is innovate. You constantly have to innovate. It's innovating it could be product because uh, at the end of the day, customers come to retailers to purchase something, a service, a product. You know, they're, they're, they're engaging with you in, in based on what it is, whatever it is that you're delivering. So what's the innovation there and how are you going to deliver that? So I think, you know, when I look at the test that we did with uh, LA Fitness, 
Um, again, right idea, wrong timeline with the gyms closing at a pandemic, right. but it was meeting the customer where they are. They go to the gym, you look at the health and wellness consumer. There's clearly a, a physical component around being on the treadmill or lifting weights and things like that, uh, as well as, you know, taking vitamins, minerals, and supplements to, you know, to continue that journey and to support you on that physical fitness journey. Uh, so that was the idea behind LA Fitness. I hope that we can get back to doing more of those things again. I do too. Uh, but you have to try. You have to try things and you have to make sure that as you as you lead your organization, that you give yourself some bandwidth to constantly innovate and try new things because out of those new ideas um, are things that will blossom and and and, and sprout into, into, into big th- into, into bigger things. Um, I think that, you know, when I think about the pandemic and everything that's going on with the pandemic, I know for me personally, this has been a year of perspective, uh, because if you think about for me at the very beginning, what was so important to me at the onset of everything was that our, our health enthusiasts and our customers would be safe and that their health and well-being was, I mean, we're a health and wellness company. I mean, that was the first and foremost thing that we wanted to make sure that, um, was in place, and and we were a gr- we were more assertive, I think, on the onset around social distancing and mask wearing and protocols, and doing everything that we could to make sure that we provided an environment where our customers felt safe and that they would. Again, we want to help people, and when you think about health and wellness and how people are all thinking, I think a little differently about their health today and building up their immune system, and that's through lots of things. It's it's right. through. It's through your nutrition. It's through the supplements you you take. It's through getting a decent amount of sleep, which is hard. You know, people are stressed out, and, and right. the pandemic has impacted people all very personally as well. And so, you know, when I think about uh, you know the agility that we've had as an organization, again, not only meeting our customers where they are, but our internal customers, our associates. How do we make sure that we have the empathy to make sure that? Um, we understand that we've got parents that are that do great work at the vitamin shop that are also teachers for their kids mm-hmm. because their kids are home from school or they're taking care of an elderly parents and they want to make sure that they stay help. So agility um, has been incredibly important and giving people flexibility is has been key. And I think the 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 third confidence I would say has been just to continue to persevere. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will all get through this doing it together. I think that is kind of been a bit of an overused statement uh, with you see it out there, but I do think doing it together is very important. There are strength in numbers and, and when you can do it with a team that really is on board with a mission that really wants to do good, uh, I do think it makes, makes a huge difference. And so we will continue that journey uh, to make sure that we do everything that we can to be there for our customers, to help them through this. Uh, because we do believe that we can help and we can provide solutions uh, to be a small sliver of of hope and and happiness in terms of getting through this pandemic. What keeps you going, Sharon? How are you? How are you staying positive and inspired through all of this? Is there something that you, some activity that you do? Are you listening to podcasts or <laughs> in, where where do you find your inspiration to keep? so positive um, day to day. How are you doing it? Uh, Truthfully, I'm incredibly inspired by my team. Um, They have been rock stars through Mm. everything. And the way they have, um, you know, led this organization, the way they show up every day for our customers through 
what I would consider heroic efforts is absolutely inspiring. And so my job as CEO of the vitamin shop is to communicate as often and as transparently as I possibly can uh, to, to have hopefully, you know, as empathetic as an ear as I can. We're going through a lot in our country right now. And, yeah. you know, whether it's the things that through the Black Lives Matter, you know, what we could do on, you know, with, with um, you know, the, the movement around, um, around the Black Lives Matter movement, around inclusion and diversity, I think is really important. And, and being able to lead that effort, I think, is, is, is very important to us and our values at the Vitamin Shop because we do have a very diverse workforce because we have a very diverse customer base. And so, again, going back to meeting the consumer where the customer is, I want to make sure that we also have an internal team and our health enthusiasts reflect those values. It all goes back to those values that I talked about early on. And we absolutely want to make sure that we are supportive and we are delivering a great service to the communities that we serve. Uh, and so couldn't be more prouder, couldn't be prouder, excuse me, of our team at the Vitamin Shop. They've just done an exceptional job and they inspire me every day. What is left on your career bucket list, Sharon? What do you want to do as we think forward? We're moving beyond moving beyond 2020. We're going into 2021 and beyond. What what do you want to do? What's what's on your list? Well, there's the day job of making yes. sure that the organization continues uh, to operate uh, as effectively and we continue to grow the business as we have we aspire to do and we have plans uh, to continue to do so. Uh, in obviously a very challenging environment. Um, I think for me, there, there are a couple things. One is the opportunity to give back. And when I say give back, it's, it's pretty multi-pronged. It's okay. about making sure that I've been really lucky in all of my retail career where I had wonderful coaches and mentors that helped me along the way. So how do I leave a legacy of talent that puts leaders of the next generation in a great place to take on and, and lead uh, other retail businesses. And, and what does that look like in terms of um, making sure that at the vitamin shop or other organizations that you, um, you inspire others to be a part of this great industry uh, and to Absolutely. be a part of future generations of this industry, I think is, is an important legacy. And I want to make sure that um, I have the opportunity to bring up um, new leaders uh, in this very important industry that's been so good to me. Um, the other thing is giving back to our communities and, um, and making sure, and for the vitamin shop, we are very passionate about nutrition and making sure that the consumer uh, and that everyone ha should have good access to nutrition. And so you're going to see us continue to uh, drive this message around uh, giving back and making sure that uh, especially kids um, have the nutrition that they need to grow. Um, so we are very proud of our relationship with Vitamin Angels and what they do to help um, mothers and, and children and infants uh, to give them the nutritional value that they need to grow. And you'll see us continue our focus on, on that aspect because we do very much believe that everyone should have access to good nutrition. That's Incredible. Um, I I will be watching closely as you as you move those forward. Both of those um, 
those programs and to see what kind of legacy that you can leave behind to the people who are just coming into their retail careers. You certainly are already doing a really, uh, really tremendous job of, of that, Sharon, um, by just setting an example um, and doing what you do so well every day. I have one last question to wrap this up. And that is, if you were to look back at that person that maybe inspired you um, or had a really strong impact on your career, and you could go back and you could write that person a thank you note, who would you write that thank you note to? And what would you say to them? Well, it wouldn't be one person. It would be two. Okay. Um, It would be my parents uh, because my parents instilled uh, an incredible work ethic in the ability to do good. And my dad, I always grew up um, as a kid um, hearing my dad in the back of my head saying, you know, if if you're not going to just go do a great job, not a good job, a great job, and you're not going to give it your all, then don't bother. And I've always tried to, in anything I do, whether it's my work life, my family life, my personal life, whatever it is, I always try to like, give it my all because I, um, because I, I want to make sure that if it failed, that I knew why it failed and what I could learn from that to make it better the next time. So, um, so definitely my, my father, you know, hearing him every day. And I was just with my parents last week. Um, it's the first time I've seen them and quite some time. And my dad and I talk about that, talked about that again, uh, last week when when we were together. And then the other one, of course, is my mother, uh, who is, um, the most generous, kind hearted person you'd ever want to meet. Uh, and she just instilled the values of how you treat others and making sure that you always treat others um, with dignity and respect, uh, give them the benefit of the doubt, positive intent, leave with empathy. And I'm just grateful that I had the combination of the two because it definitely has made me um, who I am today. Sharon Lighty, thank you so much for sharing your story with us, for sharing everything you've been through in the last few years and months. Uh, We are so fortunate to have had you on the show. Thank you so much. Well, thanks for having me. Great to be here. And best wishes for the conference. If you could have your own concert with three bands, dead or alive, who are you choosing? Oh, concerts, uh, dead or alive. Um, I would. Pro- I'm a big concert goer, so I would say you um, two. Oh, nice! Um, absolutely okay. loved seeing you two. We saw them in Torino, Italy, which was awesome. Oh. And um, let's see. I am. I love Justin Timberlake. I think it's just a fun, fun, fun concert. And um, I had a great, great time. Part of it was who I was with and kind of where our seats were, but I um, had a great time at Coldplay. 